And we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Um, I was supposed to have a guest on today, but again, the guy, like before, had the uh, the guy had to bail out. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But um, so, yeah, let's get into it. The Longhorn Network, after 12 years, the Longhorn Network is finally shutting its doors. Um, the Longhorn Network is a network for the University of Texas Athletics. It was a uh, joint venture with ESPN. They signed a deal with ESPN. It started in August, I believe, of 2011. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they uh, are finally closing its doors after 12 long years. The original plan was to um, be 20 years for $300 million with ESPN, but it's not happening anymore. So, uh, so yeah, so the first game for the Longhorn Network, the, the original idea was to show to promote Texas Longhorns football games and to um, show other Texas uh, athletics. It actually started the first game, I believe, that ever uh, aired for the network was a Texas volleyball game. That was the first game. Um, <clears throat> it also um, uh, aired other stuff for Texas, too, like it aired – you know, UT student fashion shows it, it uh, for the radio, television and film department. It aired um, short films for uh, for their for uh, the radio, television and film department students. So um, it did a bunch of other things around based around the University of Texas. Um, and then it kind of went into in the later years, they try to promote the football team. It really went into that. Um, at one point, I did have a friend work for the Longhorn Network. Um, so. We, I wish him all the best, all the best of luck now that it's closing its doors. Um, the Longhorn Network, uh, I remember watching it a couple times. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they showed reruns of football games. Uh, they showed a rerun of the 2006 National Championship game between – Rose Bowl game between uh, University of Southern California and Texas Longhorns. Matt Leiner was quarterback for USC. Uh, Vince Young was quarterback for Texas. And it was one of the great games um, of football life did an episode on it. So it's a um, – yeah, so it's sad to see it close its doors. For a while there, uh, throughout the years, I think it was struggling. Uh, they actually tried to get A&M involved into it. And A&M um, obviously said no because at the time, Texas A&M was moving into the SEC. And SEC now has their own network. So why did the Longhorn Network is closing its doors? after all this time, after 12 years. Well, basically, um, Texas is going to the SEC. So SEC has its own network now. Um, the deal was if Texas moves from the Big 12 to the SEC, that then they will have to be on the SEC network, which means the Longhorn Network would have to go. Uh, so, yeah, so that's part of the reason why that was part of the deal. SEC network makes, you know, millions and millions of dollars a year longhorn network at one time did too and then it struggled for a little bit and then that's why they tried to bring a and m on to kind of help it out uh but it looks like uh after a while it's closing its doors the uh founder the original founder of longhorn network uh has said has come out and said that it will leave a legacy uh, people will know about it because of the Longhorn Network. It was groundbreaking of its time. You know, we had a college, college athletics, who had its own network. And at the in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, that was unheard of. Uh, now, it did inspire the SEC network. It did inspire other networks like the ACC, the Pac-12 network, stuff like that. Um, 
and those are making have deals with ESPN and Sports Illustrated and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, so it's uh, after after years, Longhorn Network is closing its doors. I remember watching uh, volleyball games and basketball games and football games and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. So I'm I'm originally from Texas, so it was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, we wished uh, everyone all the best for the Longhorn Network. So speaking of which, uh, let's talk about the um, the Pac-12 for a minute. Could the Pac-12 be also closing in stores? Um, we don't know for sure. Right now they have four teams in the Pac-12. There are a lot of rumors going around that the Pac-12 may may uh, shut the door. It does have the Pac-12 network. So um, I don't think it will shut stores. I think they will get teams in there. It is Pac-12. There's supposed to be 12 teams, and now there's only four teams. So, um, yeah, I, I know uh, we have uh, – this has been going on for a while. I know there's talks of it closing its doors. I don't think it will close its doors. I think the Pac-12 will still be around for a little while. Um, I think they will shift colleges and universities and then have it go into the uh, into the uh, Pac-12. So uh, there will be teams going to Pac-12. So we've had this before. You know, it's it's business, uh, college athletics business. We'll we'll see what happens there. Um, so good luck to everyone in the Pac-12. Uh, moving on real quick, let's talk about a uh, an old story. Billy Preston, he is a uh, American basketball. He's a forward. Um, he played for the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe he still does play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He um, there's uh, rumors going around the ESPN Thirty for Thirty uh, is doing a documentary on him. So basically. Uh, the story of uh, Billy Preston, if everybody doesn't know, is that Billy Preston was a uh, possible draft pick for the NBA, possible top round, first round, almost like, you know, draft pick for the NBA. He uh, got a scholarship to the University of Kansas. He has played for, I think, four high school basketball teams. He attended, yeah, he attended four high schools. He, he attended St. John's, Bosco High School, Redondo Union High School, Prime Prep Academy, and Oak Hill Academy. Um, he was known as a first round, um, first round NBA draft pick. So he uh, got a scholarship to the University of Texas, or I'm sorry, not the University of Texas, uh, University of Kansas, and never played a uh, single basketball game for the University of Kansas. Why is that? You know, he's with the Cleveland Cavaliers now. He was an undrafted uh, free agent, but why is that? And my guest is now here. Give me one minute. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Uh, all right. So yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. My, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was. I'm. I'm right in the middle of the show now. We're about seven oh. minutes into it. I've already talked about a few things, but I just said my guest is now here. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry about that. It. Um, weird that every other time I get a link, it goes to this one spot and mm -hmm. this one was, I ended up having to just like search through my mail and then it uh, do a keyword search in the mail and then it finally popped up. So I actually yeah, don't I have any idea where it went. No, you're good. You're good. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're finally here. I was like, where's my buddy? <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, Oh man, did I just not get a link? Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, of course our producer is supposed to send you the link. So, uh, I, I texted him and I was like, well, he, he's not here. So I, you know, I'm going to do the show until, but then, but now you're here. So that's good. So yep. we're about seven minutes in. I was talking about Billy Preston. 
Okay. So, uh, do you know the story of Billy Preston? I don't. Okay, so Billy Preston is a uh, – he got a scholarship to the Kansas Jayhawks. He plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's okay. number 20. He's a forward. He um, – but there was an investigation. I was about to get into that until until you came in. Uh, there was an investigation on him from Adidas that Adidas, uh, uh, under the table, paid his mom like 79000 to to uh, – you know, for a sponsorship and to play and stuff like that and, and to be with them and stuff like that. And that was back when uh, he was supposed to be uh, – NCAA had an investigation on it. So uh, what do you think about that? It's the corruption of college sports. So supposedly this guy from Adidas got got uh, arrested. I guess, I think he got like 20 years. And oh. I think one of – a sports agent got like 20 years. So what, what do you think about that? I mean, 20 years seems crazy, but um... – but as far as corruption in college sports i mean it's it's always been there it's always going to be there um yeah you know it it's why things like um michigan doing their self-imposed thing on harbaugh Mm -hmm. you know that that's just them knowing that he's going to get suspended right so they're just kind of oh let me let let's get three games out of the way real quick um, mm-hmm. against teams that realistically they're going to cruise through. He doesn't necessarily have to be on the sideline for. And then, oh, it's only three games, so he gets to come back for Rutgers, right? So, I mean, it's uh, it, there's some gamesmanship there, and I think that's just college sport in general, regardless of what <coughs> sport it is, whether it's basketball or football. Um, you know, it's that old adage, if you're not uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. you know, that that's just college sports in general, really. Yeah, no, I, I think it's happening everywhere. You know, I always have questions come up to me, Bo, about, you know, what do you, since I'm from Houston, what do you think about the Astros in 2017? I was like, well, look, I think everybody is doing it. You know, sure. I think the Astros were the guinea pigs of it, but I think everybody is doing it. And I even have a, uh, a buddy who's a Philadelphia Philly scout. He mm-hmm. came, I talked to him not too long ago, and he was like, Matt, there's a lot of money coming out of sports. And when you have a lot of money, um, you always have somebody who's trying to stick their hand in the cookie jar, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, th- there's been sign stealing for years in baseball. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just part of it. Now, they were they were next level banging on a trash can to get the, the message out there. But, I mean, they were giving hand signals to batters on numerous teams for forever. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's um, – the trash can thing is actually just comedy really, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, again, everybody's always looking for that slight edge. I mean, whether it was, you know, the Patriots filming other teams practices or, I mean, it's, yeah. it, everybody's always looking for that edge. Yeah. Unless there's a rule that explicitly says you can't, you know, you're kind of painting in that gray area until you get in trouble. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. um, you know, some of these things were are obvious. You shouldn't do it, but if it's not explicitly said, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a uh, yeah. There's a there's a very gray line to that. You know, you're trying to get, and it's market marketing purposes too. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, trying to get uh, butts in the seats, trying to get people to go out there, and and people will go out there if your team's winning. So how do I get my team to win? You know, yep. so, 
So yeah, so Billy Preston, he uh he never played a single basketball game for the Kansas Jayhawks, though, after that. Can you believe that? And wow. this guy was predicted to be a first round draft pick at the time. So after that investigations, um he, you know, I think he was pretty much kicked out of school. He uh went and did a uh I think a development league, like an NBA development league. I know he was with the Texas Legends for a little while. He was with the ABA for a little while. And then finally, he uh, he entered the draft, I believe, in 1998, but nobody drafted him because they knew his reputation. And uh, But now he's with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He signed on as an uh, undrafted free agent. I mean, so he got to the NBA. He just – I don't know how well he's doing, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a long way to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but he was with the ABA. I think he, he, I think he got like two national titles with the ABA. Oh, wow. So – yeah. Uh, going back real quick, before you came on, Bo, I was yep. talking about the Longhorn Network. Okay. It's uh, Have you heard of that? University mm-hmm. of Texas? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So Longhorn Network uh, started back in 2011. It is now closing its doors. It had a joint venture with ESPN. Uh, I think back in the day, it signed a um, $300 million deal or like some some ungodly amount, $200 million deal with ESPN. But now after 12 years, and that was for 20 years, but now after 12 years, it's finally closed its doors. Um, you know, at first it was, uh, it was show, it was made to showcase UT athletics and all, you know, football, especially football games, right? Because yep. football is huge in the South. Of course. So, um, but actually, you know what the first game they actually showed on there was a volleyball game, Texas volleyball game was the very first game they actually showed on there. So, um, and then it, it started to spread out to all, all other University of Texas stuff, like the radio, television, film department had its um, uh, f- uh, students do short films that were shown on there. Um, they had fashion shows for UT on there. So it, it broadened to much more. It's expanded to much more than just sports. Um, but then it came back, and they were like, we really want to promote the, uh, the football team. So, but they had kind of problems with that. And then I think they heard, I heard they got, they tried to get A&M to help it out, Texas A&M to help it out. But then Texas A&M went to the SEC and SEC has its own network. But after a while, the the network is is shutting its doors, is finally shutting its doors after 12 years. Um, it was a fun run. I mean, I had it for a little while. I remember watching it. It was fun to watch. Um, they would show a lot of uh, old classic Texas football games. They showed the uh, Rose Bowl, 2006 Rose Bowl game. Uh, Vince Young versus Matt Leinart, uh, UT versus uh, USC, which was a a classic of football life did an episode on it. So, um, so yeah, after a while, it finally, it finally shows doors. And the main reason why is because Texas is now going to the SEC and the SEC's SEC network said, no way. Like you're, if you're going to be with us, you're sticking with our network. What do you think about that, Bo? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad to see some of these things going away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, obviously that that's great for the school to be able to have that opportunity, especially for, you know, their their media departments yeah. to be able to have an actual network to broadcast on um, rather than just doing a public access type thing. You know, it, it's just it's a different feel. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Most of those have failed through the years, though. So it's not yeah. like it's a huge shock. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to get traction on that type of stuff. Just production quality isn't amazing because, again, you have kids doing it. Um, so it, it, it's sad to see them go. But 
at the end of the day, they, they kind of always do fail. They pop back up though. I mean, they, yeah, it, it's like every other decade, they kind of come and go. Um, you know, like we don't, we don't currently have one up here in Seattle. Um, of course the PAC 12 doesn't have a TV contract either. So I guess there's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the PAC 12 network and I, and I talked about that a little bit at, before you yep. came on, but yep. The Pac-12 network is now struggling because there's no teams going to the Pac-12. Exactly. Well, that's, what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. They don't even have a, a national TV contract. So, yeah. So yeah, the uh, the Pac-12 network isn't going to work. But I I, I also meant uh, <clears throat> as far as just like their in in school film department, they don't have you know because the Pac-12 network is really designed for sports and stuff. They don't. Yeah. You don't really see any of the rest of the, you know. Uh, it, it's like video classes yeah. and stuff you don't see any of that on there but um so yeah no it's it's unfortunate i i did catch um you talking about the pac-12 a little bit um because i was i actually jumped in the comments i'm like i don't have a link <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. i didn't see that yeah sorry about that yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so it, so i wanted to touch on the pac-12 because it it is interesting that the current leadership has found a way to destroy a conference that's been around for over a hundred years. Um, and there's some, there's some traditions that are going to go away that are mm -hmm. kind of sad to go away, especially as a Husky fan. Um, because one of the, one of the most entertaining games of the season, a lot of times is the apple cup at the end of the end of the year, Washington versus Washington state, good rivalry mm -hmm. game. Doesn't really matter what the records are. It's always a battle. And, um, you know, since they are potentially going to be in two different conferences, that's a game that may not happen anymore because mm. with the Big Ten now having 18 schools, you may not really have a lot of room on your schedule for out-of-conference games. So, mm. and when you look at what the Pac-12 potentially could be, if um, if they do merge with the Mountain West, which is, you know, the thing that's been talked about the most for the, you know, at this point, mm. is the schools that are in that conference aren't really going to be in the conversation for national titles because your best schools are going to be Oregon state, which don't get me wrong. They're building a nice program there. Wazoo and Boise, right? Mm -hmm. That That's the top three schools in that conference. And then everybody else is, you know, kind of D one a not, not to say anything bad about those schools, but you know, they're, they're not going to be competing with, you know, Ohio state and Georgia and, you know, Clemson and Alabama, all the, you know, these top tier schools. Yeah. I mean, you know, even when they were in a conference that had more teams like Washington and Oregon and, you know, UCLA and USC uh, less over the last few years, obviously, but um, you know, th yeah. those schools weren't making noise anyway. So it, going into a conference that has less, competition mm -hmm. uh you know isn't going to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve anyway yeah no i agree with you uh totally it's uh it's an interesting thing uh college sports and the business side of college sports speaking of which um how do you feel about football season we're coming back around we got oh, yeah. uh, preseason. <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> absolutely absolutely so yeah. our preseason uh football for the nfl has come up now um have you been watching Bo? oh yeah yeah Absolutely. So, uh, so Seahawks, right? You're from Seattle, right? Yep. So what do you think about Seahawks had their game? What last night? Uh, so theirs was, uh, theirs was Saturday. 
Okay. Yeah. And what, did, and what do you – did you watch that game? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so it's um, it, it's nice to see the depth of the team, right? Yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of know what our starters are. And the things that we've needed to really work on, especially from last season, is our linebacking core, our defensive, well, really the whole defensive front seven, and then mm-hmm. the interior of the offensive line. Those were huge question marks uh, coming into this year because the interior of the offensive line really couldn't open holes for Walker mm-hmm. a whole lot, which is why he ended up getting hurt. Uh, he was mostly breaking tackles behind the line of scrimmage. And then the front seven couldn't stop the run to save their life. I mean, they were giving up almost 200 yards a game for most of the season. So it, um, it was nice in this offseason and free agency for them to, you know, bring in, I think it was three to three or four linebackers. They brought in like five defensive linemen mm-hmm. and um, three offensive interior offensive linemen. So it's been nice over the last couple of weeks to see the kind of protection those, those younger players are able to give, uh, mm-hmm. you know, drew lock. Cause Gino's not, you know, he's not really playing yet because it's preseason. Um, but there's also been some things that are concerning, uh, like JSN, our our rookie that has you know high hopes for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like he broke his wrist on uh, on the game on Saturday, so he's potentially not going to be available for Week One. He's supposed to go in for surgery, I think, uh, in the next day or two. So mm-hmm. I would imagine he's not available for you know the standard four to six weeks, which puts him out to you know what he's going to come back potentially right around the bye week, maybe the yeah. week before the bye week. So, um, so that's unfortunate. We've had some guys get hurt during, during these, you know, preseason games and practices and stuff. And I think some of that is not so much that like breaking your wrist. That's just, you fell wrong and it is what it is that that's a chance thing, but all of the yeah. soft tissue issues that we've seen across the league in general, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think some of that can be attributed to, how little they're allowed to practice anymore because mm-hmm. you didn't used to see as much of that. And it seems to be far more common now than it once was. And I don't think it's just people's bodies are not built well anymore. Like, I don't think that's the case and it's not yeah. like they're playing on worse surfaces. I mean, there's more injuries now than when they played on AstroTurf. That was literally carpet on concrete. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's any of those things. Uh, I, honestly, I just think it comes down to they don't get enough reps through practice. They don't get enough, like, actual game speed running before they have to do it live. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Most of the time, preseason is just lowering the roster, you know. For sure. I'm going to cut some people. And you know that, Bo. You're, you're a professional athlete, a uh, former professional football player. Yep. So um, the idea is, okay, I'm going to talk about – I think that's interesting what you said about Seattle and, and the way you looked at it. Uh, I'm from Houston, so I got to talk about the Texans for a minute. Of course. Um, those Texans, uh, you know, it didn't look – we lost the last game pretty big. We won our first game against the Patriots and lost against the, the second game against Miami. Uh, I think we played against Saturday. Um, C.J. Stroud – He's not looking so hot. I mean, the rookie quarterbacks did have a rough time. Anthony Richardson's having a rough time in um, in Indianapolis. Um, 
Bryce Young is having a rough time in Carolina. One, you see that that linebacker come up the middle and just hit him and say, "Welcome to the NFL, boy." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, so CJ Stroud, the first game, he 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 won a couple of series. He's supposed to be our franchise quarterback for the Texans. Um, do I think he's going to start? I still don't think that. I think uh, they'll bring in Davis Mills or Case Keenum. Case Keenum looked pretty good, but he comes with experience. He's been 13 seasons in the league. Um, Davis Mills is still kind of throwing it high. Um, C.J. Stroud, though, he can move well around the pocket. He gained some yards with his legs. Uh, most of his uh, throws, though, are either too high or uh, – you know, too too wide, too too loosely, not on target, not on accuracy. But he's also listen. This guy, he's he's put on an NFL uniform for a second game, and it's a preseason game. So everybody in Houston's got to relax a little bit. We're looking at this guy to be our franchise guy for hopefully a nineteen to twenty year career with him. Hopefully, um, so uh, so the good thing is though he went up to Coach D'Amico Ryan's and said, "Hey, I want one more series." And D'Amico said, "No, you're going to sit down." And we're going to bring in Davis Mills, uh, which is good. That's what you want to see out of, out of a young quarterback. Yep. Um, you know, he's making rookie mistakes, and that's what that's what's going to happen. He's throwing the ball too high. Um, Anthony Richardson, um, there was a wide open receiver for the Colts, and the guy threw it way too high, and he threw it to uh, I think the safety came over and picked it off, and uh, the, his receiver went back to the sideline and went to him and said, what are you, where are you throwing it to, man? Where are you throwing it to? And the coach turned around and said, Hey, relax, you know, give him, give him, you know, give him a break. He's a rookie. So yep. he goes, he was like, coach, I don't care. I was like, that's my ball's way too high. I was wide open. So, yep. um, so there is a little bit of uh, some tension right now, but you have to remember these guys are rookie quarterbacks coming out. What do, what do you think about that? Bo? Yeah. So first I like what you guys did in the draft. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys had a nice draft. Obviously, you're, you guys aren't there yet, right? You're, you're still a, a couple of years away. Um, yeah. And rookie rookie quarterback is going to make rookie mistakes. I, the biggest thing for me is, um, especially like in Anthony Richards, uh, you know, in his case, it, it's really a disservice for him to be the starter. Yeah. Uh, if you watched his college tape, um yeah, he can sling the rock forever, right? Like he's got a powerful arm. He can get it down the field and he can actually hit that relatively accurately. But where he really struggled was within 20 yards, especially Mm -hmm. things that are 10 yard outs to the flat, stuff like that. For whatever reason, he has a hard time hitting those guys, even if they're open. Mm -hmm. And so what he really needed is he would have been better off to be picked one position later is you know if he was still on the board for the hawks because him being able to sit for a year hold a clipboard get those reps and then you know have a veteran in front of him um you know seattle obviously has a a really nice player development program um so i mean i I think his career would have benefited from that Mm -hmm. because i just don't think that he is quite ready to be that guy day one Mm -hmm. um now, in your case with with Stroud, uh, that that's another one where it would I think it would be good if Keenum got the start for the season. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is if you start a rookie, it's really hard to put the genie back in the bottle, 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you start a rookie, they struggle, and then you have to bring someone else in, not only does it kind of deflate some of their confidence in themselves, but now your fan base is kind of on you too, saying, oh, we missed on this pick. And Mm -hmm. you probably didn't. You just, you have a guy that isn't ready for NFL speed or, you know, just everything that comes with it. So I, I always much prefer if you have that veteran in the room, give them that start. And then if they struggle, everybody's like, okay, well, let's put in the rookie. And -hmm. then even if the rookie struggles from there, they're like, well, we were struggling anyway. Right. Yeah. So even though the outcome's kind of the same, your fan perspective is far different than Mm -hmm. if you start the rookie, they're terrible. And then you bring in the veteran who, and and once you bring in the veteran, it actually doesn't matter how the veteran does. They could, they could ball out. They could be terrible. It doesn't matter because your, your kind of perspective of your new draft pick is already tainted by the fact that he came in and launched a bunch of picks, which Anthony Richardson is going to do. Uh, yeah. He's absolutely going to throw it to the other team a bunch because he has a tendency to be off target, especially in close range. Mm-hmm. And if you're in close range, that those defenders are in close range too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the one thing I don't think any coach talks about in the NFL is that you really have to look at, I mean, these guys, it's a whole nother step. I mean, you're playing professional football now. You're not going to be able to go out to college where you're the mega star and just throw a pass, throw a 40-yard bomb to a wide open receiver who's three yards or four yards open outrunning the corner, you know? So, you have to ask yourself, and the combine people have to ask themselves, and the scouts have to ask themselves, can this guy complete a pass? He goes, I know he can complete a pass if the guy, if the receiver breaks free and he's three to four yards open. But can he complete a pass if the receiver breaks free and he's only one yard open because the corner's right on his butt, you know? Yeah, and that's so, going to be most all of those things. Time. Yeah. And, and, you know, NFL, I mean, there's a reason why it's called professional football and every player at their position is playing. You know, they're fast. You know, the 400-pound guy can run a, a 40 and four flat. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. he's, uh, so he's uh, you know, there's a reason they're there. They're fast and they're, and they're, they're professionals. They're fast and they're, they're good at what they do. You know, they're all scholarship athletes at college, and now they've taken it to the next level. So, um. I mean, I think it'd be fine if NFL coaches did that, talk to him about that and said, buddy, you're not going to, you know. So did you, you remember the, there was an old rule that my dad talked about that when a rookie quarterback, when, when he was drafted, had to sit out for four years, four years before four years. he could come in and play. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because he had to learn the system. There was a rule long ago about that. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about that? I mean, do you agree with that rule or no? I mean- <laughs> Four years seems excessive, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of one sitting for a year, though. Yeah. Just because the game is so different. And, and like you were saying, everybody's fast, right? So mm-hmm. when you when you look at even some of the best competition in college, you're going to come up against, you know, say you're a quarterback, you're going to come up against another team that might have three to five NFL guys, maybe, right? Yeah. And then... When you get to the NFL, even if you're playing the worst team in the league, every single one of those guys on that roster was a scholarship athlete for the most part. I'd say half of them were All-Americans, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, well, yeah, 
you had to deal with the speed of a couple of guys. And now you're dealing with 53 dudes that are fast. Yeah. And one of the best at everywhere they've ever been until they got to the NFL. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the quarterbacks that are considered bust was like the top quarterback in their state or at their high school or their college, you know? Uh, Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. We'll see what happens there. The the Texans defense didn't look too bad though. Will Anderson made a couple of good tackles, uh, our linebacker. He sacked, he he pressured the quarterback a couple of times. Oh yeah. No, he's going to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm happy about that. Um, The first game with the Texans against the Patriots, the defense looked pretty good. The Mm -hmm. second game against the Dolphins, it was kind of, you know, you're kind of like, okay, well they need to, they need to work on that too. I still predict that the Texans will win six to eight games. I don't think they go to playoffs. Um, It's interesting that you said that Case Keenum uh, is going to start. I think possibly Davis Mills would start first. So I think you're right. The mm-hmm. the thing is, I, like, I'm just not a big Mills fan just because yeah. he's, he's not great at the position. And mm-hmm. so if you, if you want your rookie to see good football, send the veteran out there that has played good football. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not like, it's not like Keenum was a scrub, right? Like he's, he's a good football player and mm-hmm. he's been around the league a long time. So there's a lot more insight that he would get from Keenum than watching Mills, who, let's be honest, the, the Texans did not play awesome football last year. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. No, I predicted. I said three games to win, and they won three games. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So well, just from I, what I saw. And I think you're right. I think they will probably be a six-win team. Um, mm-hmm. You gave them that six to eight range. I think it'll be closer to six, but um, just because – you're going to be running that rookie out there sooner than he should be. And there's going to be a lot of mistakes. So there's going to be some of those games that you probably should have won that it's going to come down to, you know, through a pick or held onto the ball too long, or, you know, it's just going to be rookie mistakes that probably loses you a couple extra games this year. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I could see him, I could see him rattling off six wins. And then, um, you know, if you pair it with another good draft, all of a sudden you're really in the mix, you're competitive. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see uh, the Texans win a Super Bowl before I go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got some time. You got some time. (laughs) I do, I do. Well, you know what? I I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I've seen the Astros win now. I've seen the the Rockets win when I was a kid. Now I need to see a Texans win, and that way I can cross it off my bucket list. Uh, So, yeah, so – so speaking of which, speaking of Texans, what do you think about the uh, – there's been a lot of talk come out lately uh, thinking about um, the old Oilers logo. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, because Bud Adams owns it. And yep. Amy Adams, his daughter, said, we will never give that up. That's our history and stuff like that. Here's yep. my argument. It's now you guys are Tennessee, exactly. right? So all the brand stuff still says Houston Oilers on that as far as divisional titles in the 80s and us going to the playoffs and stuff like that. So everybody in Houston is saying, no, give us back the rights to the Texans so the Texans can have the Oilers throwback during the throwback game and not the Titans. What do you think about that, Bo? <laughs> you I, I think agree you go you. back to Houston? Yeah, I, I agree with you. That so yeah. yeah, it's dumb. It um especially because there's a team back in Houston. Like if there wasn't one in Houston, Fair enough. Yeah, right? you get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But because the Texans are there now, mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it just that see that seems in poor taste to roll out the Oilers jersey um, when there is a team representing that city currently. Uh, yeah. It would be like, you know, if Seattle finally gets an NBA team back, if Oklahoma City was like, no way, we're not giving you the Sonics name, right? Because yeah. technically they own it. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So it, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's in poor taste. Uh, I'm excited to see the Oiler jersey come back out, right? Because I remember I too. the Warren Moon led Oilers, and so I yeah. mean, you know, it it's, uh, reminds me of being a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's weird that it's going to be uh, that it's going to be for Tennessee, and then I think they actually get to use them twice this year. Yeah, um, I, I forget the two games they're they're wearing it in, but. Uh, uh, I heard, I heard one of the games was against the Texans, which is it kind is. of a slap in the face. Right? I, That's I was a slap actually, in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so it's against the Texans, but it's in Tennessee. But yeah. I think it would have been like if they're if they're really going to do this hard line, I think it would have been better if it was a way game and then still wear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a slap in the face to us that they they chose us to to wear the throwbacks. You know, you're kind of yeah. like really, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and of course, that all happened. Bud Abs moved the team out because he w- he was screaming about a new stadium back in '93, and and the and the Houston fan base was like, "No way!" After that, because we were supposed to, Houston Oilers supposed to go to the Super Bowl in '93 against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yep. It was going to be a Lone Star State Super Bowl, and then we got knocked out of the uh, wild card round by Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so yeah. So sure, everybody that after team. that. Yeah, everybody after that was was really mad that that city of Houston. But now everybody is kind of like you know you'll still see people in Houston with throwback Oilers stuff on, you know. Sure. So, but you're right. It's like Seattle. It's like you know I would feel bad for you guys if if they didn't give the rights back to you guys, you know. Yeah. So the the Sonics name. Speaking of yeah, which, I mean, I'm surprised the Sonics left. They uh they uh 96. Remember the 96 NBA Finals? Bulls yeah. Sonics. Absolutely. So, Sean Kemp. Yep. So, uh, yep. Kemp, Peyton, the big smooth. Yeah, no, yeah. it was, uh, it, it was great. It was, um, yeah, it, it, it was sad to see them go. And in the way they went was terrible. And then yeah. of course, um, you know, David Stern, the old commissioner, uh, mm-hmm. he was a, a huge reason why Seattle hadn't gotten a team since then, because there'd been expansion since then. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, he just, didn't like Seattle for whatever reason. And so now because they really want a team in Vegas, mm-hmm. I believe when the um, TV contract comes up, I, I want to say in 25, um, they want to do an expansion then. And Seattle is on the slate to get the other team in that expansion. So yeah. we should finally in the Northwest get our team back, uh, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I I think we're gonna get the Sonics name. But it oh, in yeah. fact, we may still this the city may still have the name rights because they changed the record books for the championship that they won. It actually says Oklahoma City won it. Oh really? Yeah, they went back and changed the record book. So maybe Seattle does still own the Sonics name. Um, I, I hope so. Yeah. 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 I uh, I would love to see the city of Seattle get another basketball team and with, yeah. with the Sonics name, I would love to see that, that green and yellow come back. Yep. You know, absolutely. Well, and, and they have great. a stadium now. So yeah. 
because they have a stadium, the, the odds are really high. Like that was one of the big things is they didn't want to rebuild the stadium. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of the reason why they were able to leave is because they didn't want to put a bunch of money in that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about baseball real quick. Sure. MLB action is going on. We have about 40 games left until we get to October. That's yep. uh, playoff time, postseason. Uh, the American League West is uh, really uh, shaping up. Absolutely. The uh, Seattle Mariners swept uh, my Houston Astros. I was watching some of that game. And yeah. now we have a three-way kind of a race to the finish line here between the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, and Seattle Mariners. Uh, yep. The Astros did win last night against the Boston Red Sox. I believe this final score was 7-3. to three. I was at work. I was at the ballpark doing some work, but I was, I was looking it up on the phone. Yep. Um, I believe the Rangers lost, so I think that puts us in like half a game behind the Rangers. And the Mariners are still right on the Houston Astros' tail. So you got these really, really close uh, 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 records where it's a race to who's going to be first place. Bo, are you excited for the Seattle Mariners? What's going on there? Yeah, so it's nice to see them finally turning it on because they were a true 500 team through the first 100 games of the season. Like they just could not break away from that 500 uh, every time they'd get a game above, they'd go on a two, three game losing streak and then they'd battle their way back. So uh, they were a f- literally 50 and 50 at the 100, 100 game mark. So it's nice to see them kind of turning it on. Uh, it's at the right time, obviously. Um, and then to have the Rangers kind of finally fallen off a little bit because, man, they had a strong start to the season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, the, the Astros are funny because you guys kind of had a a bit of a roller coaster ride this year because did. you, yeah. you didn't start off particularly great uh-huh. and then you really came on and then kind of slid a little bit and came back. So, I mean, they've um, they've been kind of inconsistent, but I mean, if you can if you can peak, you know, have another climb right at the end of the season may work out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's the way that these teams are playing. You could see three of our uh, three teams from the West go all, you know, one with the division win and two in the wild card spots. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, right now uh, I was uh, talking about with one of my colleagues last night, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm even worried now about trying to get the wild card spot because the Mariners are right there, you yeah. know? Um, and, and so we're all kind of clustered. You have three teams that are kind of clustered into one little spot to try to get to that first place finish line to clinch the divisional title and get that buy from the wild card. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be great. How, how do you feel about uh, – because I'm a, I'm a sports coordinator for Big League Dreams out here in uh, okay. Houston. So every field now, including uh, baseball tournaments, club tournaments, youth sports, stuff like that, is going into the turf and not the uh, the dirt where they slide, you know? Yeah. Have you noticed that? Have you gone out there and noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. But how do you feel about that? You know, so – I, li- I like a more traditional baseball field. I do too. <laughs> yeah, I do like, too. <laughs> like let them play in the dirt. It's it's not a sport where they, um, you know, have tons of action. So some of that is, you know, some of that's nice to see, right? Because yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, in any given game, what there's half a dozen slides maybe, and then I mean that's it. So it, it's not like it's it's not like they're washing their own jerseys. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think, I think the league makes enough. They can let them play in the dirt. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think it's interesting now because now they're doing it in youth sports. 
and uh, where they bring out a turf for the diamond, but they 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 uh, spray paint the uh, brown for the dirt and stuff like that. But when you slide, you're still sliding on a uh, turf, yeah, which is interesting because you're basically sliding on carpet. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, and dirt was much more. It was easier to slide. I mean, that's why they brought out the dirt. You know. Mm. So. We had a uh, we had a baseball tournament not too long ago, and we had a guy. Uh, it was a it was a men's softball league at my workplace, and we had a guy slide, and he literally took a little chunk out of skin out of his leg, and he was he was hurting like there was a big like oh, sure. like scrape and rash, so we had to get the first aid kit kit for him and stuff like <laughs> that. So I'm I'm thinking, man, it's going to be if what if kids do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, they're wearing long pants, yeah, but still, you know, this guy had shorts on. So oh, it was a men's yeah. softball league. So yeah. nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so everybody after that was like, nobody slide, nobody slide, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean carpet burns are no joke, right? Like those those things hurt. I remember playing, you know, football, especially on when it was AstroTurf. Um yeah. I mean, you you'd get rash from getting tackled on that, uh, which is why you started wearing, you know, like sleeves or full, yeah. you know, full arm, uh, under, under armor and stuff. Cause it's just like, man, I, I don't want to have my entire arm covered in raspberries. I'm already yeah. getting bruised up. I don't need skin missing also. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, and a lot of college uh, football players and professional football players starting to do that. Now they're starting to do something that protects their arm. If they know they're going to play turf, yep. you know? So, uh, I mean, Johnny Menzel, the quarterback used to do that. He's the one who was at A&M. Uh, did you ever watch that Netflix? I, I talked about this in the last episode, uh, the Giant Menzel documentary on uh, Netflix. Did you ever watch that? So I haven't yet. I, I'm going to, though, because it. Uh, everyone I know that's seen it uh, has really found it insightful, I guess yeah. is the way to say it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was actually hoping I was going to watch it last weekend, and then uh, I forgot that we were going to Canada. So we were in Canada for a few days. But... Um, but yeah, no, that that's on my list to watch because, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that he said, like, you know, in the preview, he's like, oh, I watched zero film. And I don't think anybody was shocked by that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So. Um, so, yeah, no, there's definitely things that I it, it would be good to see it for. Uh, from what I heard, it was like 45 minutes, something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's short. It's pretty short. It's about 45 minutes long. Uh, but it's interesting, too. He ran a side business for autographs. <laughs> So anybody from all the way from college, all the way from college. So he, he would, um, anybody who came up to ask him for an autograph, he said, well, you have to pay me. And he would, and he would say his price and he, Uh, and he made like money from that from from college, even going back to A&M doing that, you know, the whole Johnny football thing really got to his head, really got to his head. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't know that that is, yeah, <laughs> he ran a side business doing that. He also, um, did you know that uh, for uh, drugs, he was doing the drugs too back when he was playing for AM, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, look, the guy was a good quarterback. AM, he uh, he was the first freshman to get the Heisman Trophy, but he was also doing some. He said, after every game going back from AM, even to the Cleveland Browns, he said, after after the game, we go out and party no matter if we win or lose, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and he, uh, the A and M staff brought in the fourth string quarterback when they were doing piss testing to the piss for him. So to try because the fourth string quarterback was clean as a whistle, 
but Menzel was not. So he yep. had to piss for him. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, nuts. I, and are you doing him any favors by doing that? I, I mean, it, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I get that college sports, you're trying to win and whatever, but I mean, at some point you got to try and help the kid out too. Right. Yeah. Student athlete in, in yeah. theory, you're supposed to be, you know, kind of having those kids interests in mind. And I mean, it probably would have benefited Manziel quite a bit if they had let him fail, um, you know, had him, had him sit, right. You're not kicking him off the team or anything, but right. You know, there's probably what a game or two suspension or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that probably could have helped that kid out more than just, yeah, we're going to let you keep doing, you know, dumb stuff. And we're just going to, you know, really facilitate how to get around these rules. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the untold series now, uh, there's a new, I saw the trailer for it last night. There's a new episode going to begin. It's with Florida Gators, the Florida Gators football team and Tim Tebow and -hmm. those guys. And I saw the trailer for it last night. And I think it premieres like within a month or something like that. But he was, uh, Tebow goes, Hey man, when you, uh, the, in the trailer, when they interviewed him, he goes, uh, he goes, it's Florida football. He goes, it is high pressure down there to win, you know? So uh, he goes, you had to hear it if you lost, like badly. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I can't wait for that episode. Uh, Real quick, one last question, or, or, you know, maybe two more questions. Um, uh, How do you feel about high school football coming back? I mean, I I, I always like – Friday night under lights. Yeah, I always like like high school football. Um, Yeah. You know, it's I, I just like football, right? Like I, I'll, I'll even go watch like, like a friend that, uh, you know, if their kids in Pee Wee or something, because that a lot of times is the most hilarious game you'll ever see because the pads and the helmet and everything is bigger than the kids. And yeah. so it's the most like unathletic gameplay ever. Like they just run into each other and banana peel down. And right. so it's uh, I, I, I like all levels of football. Um as long as you're going into it, knowing it's that level of football. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm watching, if I'm watching the NFL, mm-hmm. it makes me mad to see sloppy football. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're yeah. paying these guys millions of dollars a year. They're professionals. Sloppy football makes me mad at that level. If I'm watching high school football, I understand that it's going to be sloppy football. Right. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of reps that haven't happened yet. But what you're watching those games for is the kids that pop. Right. You're like, oh, okay, like that kid's an athlete or, you know, you end up with a with a guy that runs really crisp routes or, you know, you you see the agility of some of those running backs as they're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, their their way through football in general. So. Mm It's you, you, you watch the game for different things. And so, yeah, I, I always like, you know, Friday night football. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's so much fun. How do you, uh, so how do you feel about the youth sports? Uh, do you believe that if a kid is looked upon as a quarterback and he can really sling it, right? A lot of parents now are doing seven on seven football where it's just passing kind of seven on seven flag where it's just passing and stuff like that which I kind of agree with. It helps them with their accuracy. It, it's kind of practice for the quarterback. It also helps the receivers who's going out because everybody's going out for a pass. And you're going to see who's going to be the receiver and who's not, right? So sure. how, how do you feel about that before actually putting them in the pads? Yeah, I mean, it's it's smart. I mean, mm-hmm. develop 
developed those reps for sure. Um, you know, it was um, one of the things that that's in, an interesting point that Callen, uh, Colin Cowherd made, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. is the football camps have really developed over the years. And so now you have kids that are, you know, entering high school with 10,000 reps. Yeah. Which is in, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like yeah. that, that is, that is so much throwing, throwing the ball around. Um, but it's why you're seeing these guys that are so much more polished by the time they get to college or, you know, have the ability to be real sharp when they get into the NFL first year. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I, I support it. Like I love the sport. So it, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to play it all the time anyway. So if, if those would have been available to me as a kid, I would have been like, let's do this. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it would have been great. I mean, our, our seven on seven was get the neighborhood kids together, go to our little patch of grass, our sandlot. Let's go play. Yeah. Let's go throw the football around. Yeah. (laughs) With no scouts around and no parents around. You just had a good time. Absolutely. And then you came home for dinner, you know? (laughs) Exactly. You got to beat that street light. (laughs) Yeah. 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 When the street lights come on, then you go home. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I, I would love to see more kids do that today. You know what I mean? I don't uh, think a whole lot of kids in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That too. Yeah. But no, it, so that, that is one thing that's such a huge difference from, you know, especially when I was a kid versus what, you know, the environment is today is we went everywhere on our bikes every day, all day. Right. Like, yeah. It, <clears throat> outside of your school hours. Right. If you were, you'd leave school, you'd be on, you'd be on your bike off until whenever, and then, you know, homework. Right. And then during the summer, you basically left as soon as you could. And then you came back realistically when the streetlights came on. And so you were just gone all day. Um, Yeah. And you could figure out where all the kids were because all the bikes in the yard. So it's, um, it's interesting to see just nobody in the parks. Like mm-hmm. that, that's very strange to me because we yeah. were like every park you could find a game when you were a kid, uh, whether yeah. it was baseball or football, like there was always soccer something was always going on. And yeah. now when you drive by parks, there's really not a lot of kids there most of the They're time. They're totally empty. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's sad. It, it's sad to see. I, I really hope that that kind of comes back around. Um, I don't know that it does or that it can, um, yeah. you know, because we had game systems as kids, but they weren't advanced. They weren't, you know, you, you'd play games for like an hour and you'd be like, ah, I want to go outside. Um, yeah. And th- it, there just doesn't seem to be that same feel anymore. It doesn't. I mean, a lot of these kids now, and I think parents are okay with it, where they just get on their phone, they play their video games for hours and upon hours, or they have their home game console. But here's the thing. And when I was coaching too, I explained this to the kids also, where I was, uh, we had Nintendo, we had Sega. We had all that stuff, and I had all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I had to knock at the door and say, hey, we're all down by this, i turned turn that stuff off, and i said, okay, let's go play. You yep. know? Absolutely. So, and that's that's what we did. These kids today are just like, no, I'm in the middle of, you know, Call of Duty or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So it, the whole thing is, is fascinating. Bo, thank you again for coming on the uh, Matthew Paris show. Yep. Yeah, yeah a lot thanks, of fun. I always have a good me. time. <laughs> thanks for having me. Sorry I was late. I uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It happens. It happens. Listen, guys, before we go, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. Uh, and you guys have a great rest of the day. Have a great week. And the weekend's almost here. I'm excited. Bo, are you excited? Of course. Bring on Absolutely. football. We got what, and watch some more football. Absolutely. <laughs> Bo, thanks again. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Everybody have a great time. We'll see you soon. Good one, guys. All right, give me one minute.